Namaste. Welcome to the Interruptions Podcast, where we talk to individuals who have dealt with trauma or an interruptions in their personal or professional life. Because of that interruptions, our guests have implemented a program or provided services for people on a journey towards being resilient. Kathy and I are passionate about our faith, our social justice, and the effects that it has on our lives and in our community. During every episode, we will talk to you about actionable advice that you can apply today to reinvent yourself and to find the courage to have faith in the midst of your interruption. Our podcast today, this is the last of our three-part series titled Pursuit of Happiness. I am your co-host, Reverend O. And I'm Kathy. And we welcome you to Interruptions. Yes, yes. Hey, Odell, I love your hat. Listen, you said that you wanted um, <laughs> 500 people to like our show. That's so right. So I'm wearing the Santa hat, you know, granted the colors, sorry, <laughs> but I'm, I'm wearing the Santa hat. And when I looked at myself in the mirror before I came on, I look like one of those people on the Netflix show. <laughs> you know, you're funny. There's plenty of there's plenty of Christmas shows on there, right? You are funny. yes, and someone's always saying, "Santa, are you ready? Santa, are you ready <laughs> to ride your sleigh?" That's right. That's right. Yes. Odell, who's our guest this evening? Oh, uh, we're our guest. Before we talk about our guest, yes. um, we know that Tam could not make it today. Oh, yeah. Um, we know that she had a interruption, so that we wish her prayers as she deals with uh, what she has to do at work, correct? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so before you. we bring our guest in, I, I, I wanted to circle back and to talk to you about last week. Okay. So right. tell me, Kathy, how, how was last week for you? This is the end of our three-part series. And last week, the guest, you know, I'm, I'm glad I found her and she was for you. <laughs> um, I know. And so I, I want to get your feedback because we never get a chance to talk about what it was like for us on this journey. So what was it like for you last week? Well, I, I think first to acknowledge Reverend Higgins. And I know that she shared with us her, her story of being um, in an abusive relationship and all that she does in her ministry now, helping other women through um, making them feel pretty, giving them jewelry and, and she uh, does makeup. And so uh, I so appreciate her sharing that and what she came through. And now really to be able to do that type of ministry with other women that not only have been in abusive relationships, but may be homeless. And so very different, different take on that. And so, um, but then Laura, uh, with the singing to the children with autism. Thank you for my gift. I loved it. And you didn't have to wrap it either. And so oh, no. uh, <laughs> that was, it was amazing to me. And just with just a few words, what she's been able to really bring to not just children, but adults with autism as well. And I think what really resonated with me is the fact of using music. And how does music impact us, right? And so you think about it, if you're in the store and you hear your, your song coming on or in the car and you just start moving, right? Um, or you hear that song 
that brings back a childhood memory. Uh, the other morning uh, at, at work, someone was playing a song that made me think of my father and things that uh, he loved that song. And so immediately my thoughts went to thinking about him, right? And so what music does for you to be able to just stop for a minute, it makes you think. It does. It does. It does. It makes you think. It makes you uh, reflect back on times. It makes you, sometimes it'll make you smile. Sometimes it'll make you cry. For me, what she brought with that, with that lesson was joy, but also thoughts of potential tears, right? Because if I saw what she sees, how it impacts uh, a children or a, a child or an adult with autism, like she said, one uh, student that she worked with uh, would use their hands, but now they were using their hands more effectively to right. show a type of emotion, to be able to voice the uh, the emotion of being angry or being happy. Uh, that's really, um, it was just near and dear to my heart. And I appreciate right. so much of what she did because that takes thought. She wrote a book, she has a little CD. And yeah. so that that just to be able to sit and say, what would really impact the, the people that I'm working with, the children, the adults, to make them listen to me for a minute? And they did. They did. So I appreciate that gift. I appreciate the gift that she brings as well to that yes. talent. Yes. Listening to Garland, she's come a long way. And mm -hmm. this was the first time because I've I've sold Mary Kay back in the day, but <laughs> I but I did it for supplemental income. That's right. And she has taken it and said, yes, a supplemental income, but I'm also going to give it away to women who are in battered homes. And I made a donation to her. Oh, said you know, here's twenty dollars, and take some jewelry and give it to the women in the, sh in the shelters. So when they start looking for jobs virtually or however they're going out or just to make them feel good. It doesn't mm -hmm. even have to be a job, just to put on something just to make you feel good because we've been stuck in the stuck where we yes. are for so long. Mm -hmm. So yes. yes. So Odell, what uh, you're talking about our, our last podcast, but prior to that you had, you shared in our, the the first podcast of our three-part series, you shared a story with us about the dining room table and Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I kind of want to bring, because I didn't I didn't hear the end result of that. I know that you talked about that you were going to go out by a new dining room table, but kind of share with our audience a little bit about that again and, and really what happened, what happened. Okay, so the, since my son passed away, and I call it our interruption, my daughter has not been able to sit at the dining room table. Mm -hmm. And she's been saying to me for four years, doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. But she'll sit at the table if other people are there. So mm -hmm. it never dawned on me. And honestly, to be truthful, she said it makes me sad. But mm -hmm. because it didn't make me sad to sit at the table, I honestly dismissed her triggers. I dismissed what was important to her. Until this Thanksgiving, when I woke up and it was just the two of us, and the thought of sitting at the table with just the two of us made me sad. And I said, this is what Jackie's been talking to us about. Um, oh my goodness. And I, and I listened to her. And because I listened to her, 
I talked to her and I heard her. She said more to me this time. So being the mom that I am, I went out and I broke down the uh, perfectly good dining room table. But <laughs> nothing was wrong. That nothing was wrong. With that. Nothing was wrong. And I got another table, a different shape. Uh, a little higher so it feels different it looks different i decorated the table different and she sat at the table and she ate with us and i don't know uh, kevin i sent him the picture if he's listening so that you could see <laughs> but this is the first time she has sat at the dining room table in four years wow. and what that has taught me is to listen just because her triggers weren't my trigger. They weren't less important. Mm -hmm. Depression is depression is depression. Right. And she's been living with this for four years. And I finally did something about it and I was happy and so was she. Mm -hmm. And now she's eating at the kitchen table and my granddaughter was like oh finally uh, that's what she said <laughs> yeah, finally you came to see me. So, uh, so how did yeah. that make you feel though? It made me feel good. And I'll ask yeah. Kevin to post a picture at, at the end, but it okay. just, it made me feel good. But the, what I learned from it the most was it's never too late to listen to people's triggers or depressions yeah. um, because they're still real. And it may not be my trigger, but it was hers. And I finally listened. So that was, that was good. And she was glad that I went out and she wouldn't help me break the table down, put the new one up. She just watched. And but nonetheless, it's done. And Aww. she was able to sit with us. And so it made me feel good that I listened and we're still talking. That makes a difference, right? It does. It does. Odell, did you know this is our 14th podcast? <gasps> 14. I know. A lucky 14. Well, every podcast is lucky for us. Um, <laughs> but this is actually our third podcast in our first series. Mm -hmm. And so in our series, although always we talk about trauma and how it can impact your life, but this particular series has been really uh, near and dear to both of us when we're talking about the pursuit of happiness, because we finally uh, made that decision. We know that people go through trauma in their life, but we wanted to move to a, a part, part of action, moving now to try and help yourself, although we will never say not to seek professional help should you think that you need that. Yes. How has this, this in this series, not so much the whole podcast, but in this series, how's, how's that been an impact for you? How has it affected you? Oh, it's been wonderful. Uh, we've had some, I think we've had some very interesting guests. Mm -hmm. We've had, we started off with Yes Darling Tea. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for my order in the mail. <laughs> and and uh, the other entrepreneur who teaches knitting and crochet mm -hmm. and different arts and crafts, which was very unique, you know, because it's going to snow later on today. So you'll be in the house. So you I have know, your, so start know. crocheting and knitting. So we've had some very interesting guests who have taught us a lot. And I've and having Tam on for the last two weeks has, you know, has taught me a lot between the difference in depression and sadness. Mm -hmm. And all this start started, you know, I, I always thank you for, for joining me. All this started because I people have always said, you know, journal, you know, journal. You have to you have to write your story. And I'm like, 
I'm too angry to write my story. Mm -hmm. I didn't want a journal because my words would have been mad at God. You know, where's, you know, where's my son? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, ha I didn't have anything to say, but just pain. Mm -hmm. And how do you write pain? Um, and then read it to make sure it sounds correctly, you know, so I didn't write pain. And then after the aneurysm, people kept saying, oh, are you journaling? I'm like, no, <laughs> Stop <laughs> no I'm not journaling. Yeah. I, I can barely read, uh, less known, write. So yeah. I, I couldn't journal then. And then when I wrote the production, people said, well, you should be better now because you wrote your story mm -hmm. and you've got it out of your system and it's no it's no. you know that's not the end of it so that's what led us to today yes journaling our story and you know if you're anything like me i have six or seven journals and it's like start finish don't know oh what to write. okay i was gonna say you filled <laughs> six or seven journals i'm jealous <laughs> no, two pages in one oh, okay. then i say maybe i need a spiral bound so uh, one of our guests tonight is we have uh dr annette madlock and she is the oh, she's the entrepreneur and the ceo i'm not sure what her, what title she gives herself of sisters of writers sister circle writing and we have Robert Fulton, and he is—he's in the production as well, and he does fitness. Yes. So during this pandemic, you know, do you journal what you eat? Do you journal your fitness? How do you take care of yourself in the midst of all of this? So these are the last two guests we have in our series. So let's welcome them to the room. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi, Robert. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Rob, have you been working out hard today? Is that why you sound sad? Mm, <laughs> I worked out today. Uh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Annette, I, I have to um, share that my journaling expertise is very limited. And so um, for about the 30th or 40th time I went out and brought a journal. And I am hoping that the saying on the front is not gonna be the only words yet again in my journal. I start out really strong, I do. I sign a little message to myself and the next day I am ready and I just start writing everything and then, and then that's it. So <laughs> and that's okay. That's it. It's okay. That, that, that's okay. Because if we, we're, we're all different. Yeah. We, we process different. We do things differently. So yes, I have a lot of journals. I've, I have journals I've written in and that the process of journaling and writing down all my thoughts that I'm thinking, I'm just like, Oh, you know what? I don't feel like doing that today. So I'll put it aside. And then maybe six months, maybe the next year, I pick it up and I just kind of look through and I was like, oh, yeah, OK, mm, completed, done, resolved. And I'm still working on that. So, I mean, it just it, it happens. There's nothing there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's OK. We have journals for everything. <laughs> we do. We do. We journal our food when we're trying to eat right and diet. Yeah. We spend mm -hmm. time doing that. We'll journal our exercise. Do you we will. 
Pardon Rob, me? You journal? Yeah, Rob, Rob, do you journal? Uh, I've been lucky enough to have it here for myself. Yeah. One second. Let me just find that thing. So Let's my is a little bit different. <laughs> it's missing right now because that'll tell you how long it's been. But it's right here. What is that? A thumb drive. drive. Oh, yeah. oh, you know what? So I find quiet time. Once I'm on the gym, I plug it in and be like, okay, I read that, da da da. And then, okay, this is what happened. And now I keep going forward and go and go and go and go. And then it'd be like, hello, or uh, somebody comes to the door, pull it out, pull it, put it away. That's a, that's a good point. Um, but Annette, what, what did, what started you journaling and, and when did you start about? I started, it, it was similar um, to what Reverend all said. Um, when I was first diagnosed with um, breast cancer, people were like, oh, you need to write this down. You need to journal that. And I had the same, I was like, I don't want to remember this. Yeah. I don't want to write this down. Yeah. I don't want to relive the process. But I I did write, and but I wrote in the form of updates for my family. So I wouldn't have to verbally keep repeating myself. Okay. So I so I would write, I would write that way. And I'm so that sure. was and that, that was what a, does that mean? You wrote for updates for your family. People wanted to know how I was doing. So I would okay. write, I would write uh, about how I was doing. I would write about my treatment. I would write about my treatment plan. I was writing about the medications, the chemotherapy I was on. I would write about the 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 um you know, going through the the um radiation treatments. I would, okay. Just all those different things because how are you doing? How are you doing? Well, it sucks. It sucks today. I really don't want to talk to you. I'm going in here and I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm going to lay down. Mm -hmm. it, no. And, and so um, just kind of to continue to, to write about those things. And I didn't, I didn't write every single day, but I would write um, the major events that might've happened. And so okay. when I did the, gen when I had to do genetic testing, I wrote about that particular thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. I wrote about the results of that when I had to have, um, a uh, uh, bilateral mastectomy with reconstruction. I, I, I wrote about that particular thing. So I didn't keep writing every sing, every single day. Okay. You know, you work, you keep busy, you do that thing with the crochet. One one year I made every every one of my nieces a scarf. Okay. <laughs> I can get it done. And so that so that was yeah. so that so that was it. But that that journaling and because I, I come, um, I spent a lot of years in, in higher ed working as a faculty member. You have to you have to write and you have to publish for yeah. that tenure and promotion thing. So I did that. But mm -hmm. I had to leverage my experience to do that because I didn't want to write about something that was just taking me way out of what needed to happen. So okay. I used that experience um, to not only um, work my career, but also be able to use that to get the message of, of um, black women in breast cancer and culture and identity and what all that means out to into other hands. And okay. part of that work was my journal because that yeah. was um, there's this thing called auto ethnographic research. Mm -hmm. So that's when we write about ourselves. So I use that. And then you talk about um, using um, your words when you're mad at God. That was a, that was another piece. 
going to I, I I wrote about that. I was like, what what? Why me? And Ooh. other women I talked to were the same. Why me? We're asking these questions. Yeah, we were mad, but we wrote about it and then I had I, I put that in in another book about God's word for our healing and what what that would look like. And so sometimes yeah you are you're mad at God you you write it and you put you you just put it out and then you can with that you don't know it at the time, but it really does help reduce your anxiety. Okay. And and you put the, the information, if you're going to write for yourself, that's wonderful. If you are going to write for others, it's wonderful. And then the other piece um, to consider is to um, to bring it back um, back around to the to family stories and narratives. There are nieces and nephews that need to know your story. Good. Yep. Whatever it is, that's right. Writing, that's you're writing that's family right. history and family stories for the next generation. So those journals, I don't care if you have ten and it's two pages, you pull all that stuff together okay. to create that. But you story. know, I thought I thought it was funny that one of the first things that you talked about because I want to I want to ask Rob about this a little bit. One of the first things you talked about um, is you said if you're trying to lose weight, you, you journal. If you are trying to watch what you're eating, you journal. And so I thought that was really funny that you went right to, to that trigger. And mm -hmm. I know that when I was, when I uh, teach exercise, that's one of the, one of the exercises I try and share with people to start writing things down. And so Rob, tell us a little bit when you're meeting with a first client, because really understanding that in, in our podcast, we talk about uh, uh, trauma and, and things that may impact a person's life. Mm -hmm. And so we don't always, someone would say, oh, it's not traumatic that you, you know, you gain 10 pounds or 20 pounds. That doesn't count as trauma. But for some people, it does, it right? Yeah. yeah. And so when they come, when women come into your gym, when, and I shouldn't say women, I'm not going to even say that, but people are on a different journey when they're coming into your gym. Right. And so there's a reason why they're coming to you. Do you encourage your clients to start to journal or write things down and why? Well, yes, everybody's, I guess you'll say everybody's journey is different. Um, I can go back to a first case. A friend of mine was another trainer said, I'm sending you somebody. And he sent me this anorexic young lady. And when she walked through the door, my first thing was, um, this is what it costs. This is what we're going to do. But I need authorization from your doctors before I can put my hands on. Okay. Um, then finding out she went from an obese diabetic and her family traumatized her mentally. So she became anorexic and oh. to look like an Ethiopian, um, osteoporosis, all that other stuff going on. Um, okay. You know, the self to then get the okay from the doctor that she was okay to train to give her a journal and say, okay, today's workout is this. This is how you're going to eat. These are your meds. You need to take them on time with along with these meds. You need to take these supplements. And once your doctor says all of this is okay, then we can start training. And mm -hmm. then I got to call normally back in the day that was before HIPAA. You could have a conversation with a doctor in regards to a patient who was starting something at that level. Um, nowadays, even Odell has a journal to work out with to make sure every two weeks her workouts are training. Um, mm -hmm. I still have all your paperwork, Kathy. It was funny. One of the younger trainers asked me, do you have 
all of your information on all your clients. I have my first client's file that I trained in my basement back in 1996. Wow. And I would not throw that paperwork away because that paperwork is part of their journey, knowing that at any given time something may happen. And now I need to go back to that reference to say, this is where you were, this is where we are, and now we need to get back to this level. Um, and going back to what you're saying for triggers, just recently, I lost my father right. in June, right? And mm -hmm. then mad at God because he died the Duke before Father's Day because we couldn't go out on his birthday because of COVID. So we were going to go out on Father's Day, but he decided to leave that Saturday. So we didn't get to next Sunday. Right. Mad at God. And then realizing I had another situation yesterday, upset because my brother's not here. But mm -hmm. it's over 20 some years. So I understand the mad at God thing. And it's like, what about me? But it was better for him not to suffer anymore. Yes. For me to carry him to and from dialysis, for right. him to go through all those crazy things and chemotherapy, but for him to pass away at home mm -hmm. and be comfortable around his family. And to understand that wasn't mine. That was for him to be comfortable. Not right. for me to be selfish of the son because I wanted to take him to the special place for his birthday, for Father's Day, mm -hmm. just not being selfish. And sometimes mm -hmm. when things happen, we do become selfish because we love that person and we want to blame somebody else mm -hmm. or some other thing for that pain that we're feeling. So sometimes we write out, um, Odell, you shared with, you shared and Annette, you shared that sometimes we write out our pain. Um, but you know, that's really interesting because I found, I, I thought it would be helpful for me having um, a child with autism to begin to write out um, how I was feeling. But what I found was that it was painful to write out and I didn't think I was ready to begin to write that. I found it too painful to write. So um, one of the things, Annette, I want to ask you, I know you're talking about journaling. Is there a difference between journaling and writing? Journaling is more, you don't care if the grammar is right. You don't, you just want to get everything out at the moment at that time. Thank you. So you're not, you're not looking for perfection <laughs> at all. And so you're, you're just, it's just, a, it's just like a stream of consciousness. Okay. It does not have to make the, the only person it needs to make sense to is you. Mm -hmm. The journal, it, it's for you. Now, when you want to begin to do other things with your journal, let's say you want to share share that story with your family members in a more formal way, then maybe you, you go in and, and fix the grammar and the language and all those different things. But when you're journaling, it's just for you. It's for your, it's for, at that point, it's for your eyes only. Mm -hmm. Back in the olden days, you know, it would have been your diary. No, yes. <laughs> That I was afraid if I wrote something in there, my mother might find it. And mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I said, what if something happens to me and someone reads this, it's going to be in my diary. My mother will kill me, even if something <laughs> happens to me. <And> so, <laughs> so people think that we're supposed to write our pain and not our joys, our highs, our loves our gratefulness, our, uh, our, our gratitude. Gratitude journals. Yeah. You know, it's, so you're saying you can write our food diary, which I do I have to keep track of all my mm -hmm. exercises because for me, 
if I don't write it down, then I, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not held accountable for it. But once mm -hmm. I write it down, it's on paper, I'm going to do it. And I tell Rob, tell me what to do so I can write it in my book. Tell mm -hmm. me. And he just looks at me. So once I write it, I'm going to do it. Right. And it's definitely a way. That's, that's, a, that's just another way of being accountable to ourselves. So we write Ooh. it down. And then we it's, instead of having, you know, just making a to-do list, this is our to-do action list. This is really mm -hmm. what we want to do. And yes, gratitude journals are awesome. Be thankful for everything and write down write down the things you're thankful for because maybe that's what you have to remember in your journal to take away all those the negative thoughts and all those things that that happen to every every one of us mm -hmm. something it's like oh, i really don't feel i really don't want to think about that i don't want to think like that mm -hmm. hmm. what good happened what right. good happened today yeah rob good thing we have clients who get fitness sheets and every three to four months, I mean, weeks, we go through measurements. And they go, well, I was down, okay, but then Thanksgiving came. And instead mm -hmm. of having Thanksgiving, you had Thanksgiving weekend, which made a big difference. <laughs> and therefore, I think that's why I had such a hard time writing things down for you, Robert, because I knew... I wanted to hold myself accountable. It wasn't me that I was worried about. It was having to share it with you and yeah, having yeah, to. <laughs> I can make light of it. Let's say, okay, Thanksgiving, you had turkey, mashed potatoes, you had sweet potatoes, you had whatever. And Ooh, then you man, had those yeah, and <laughs> the pies and all that other stuff. So most people go, well, I had Thanksgiving Day. Then the next day, you have some with discipline who get back on. And then forget that this stuff had a lot of butter, a lot of love, a lot of salt, a lot of flavor. So those things yes. made you a little bit more fluffier than normal. <laughs> and I like doing measurements after holidays. So people get to see this is what food does. To you. So food can heal you and yeah. food can make you sick. Making the right choices can heal you. Making the wrong choices can make you sick. Mm -hmm. So eating the good, healthy stuff. And I got a video out probably like 15 years when back in the day, we used to have 10 inch plates. Now we've got everybody on the serving tray now. So <laughs> if you decided to say, take this 10 inch plate and I'm going to have a taste of everything. So now I've salivated my palate. I'm good. I didn't have to have all the macaroni and cheese, uh, all the sweet potato pie, but I got to taste everything. And then instead of all of those fancy, wonderful drinks, I had a big glass of water to help wash that down. I'm doing better than the person sitting there and the table with, well, I'm on plate number three. Uh, <laughs> I did have plate. water. I have water mixed with smashed grapes. And so... <laughs> you, know what? you, you remember juice glasses used to be like this That's big? Right. A right. juice. Right. juice. Yeah. yeah. That's now, right. Everything's 16 ounces or more. That's right. Thirty-two ounces. Two servings. Yeah, two servings. So you're funny. You so, funny. so when you're when you're thinking about journaling, because it goes with what Robert's talking about, it's a way for you to look at the goals you've achieved, yeah. where mm -hmm. you want to go. It keeps a record. You can track your progress, your growth for anything. Um, with that, it can help you improve your self confidence because you're keeping keeping track and you're staying staying on course. 
definitely because you're getting you're getting information out you are definitely improving your communication skills and your mm -hmm. writing skills to pull those things out and like i i stated earlier it, it's also a way for some of us to reduce our anxiety mm -hmm. but also remembering that writing things down and reliving it is not maybe not good for somebody else Right. So journaling is, it's still, it's like with everything, it, it depends on you. It depends on, uh, on you as a person and, and where you are and how you feel about that. So when, when I was writing interruptions, um, and I had the table readings, my trauma specialist was in the room and she said, Odell, that's not what we talked about. And I'm like, I don't remember what we talked about. So she went back to the office. She pulled out um, my notes from three years ago. And she reminded me later in a private conversation what I was, what I was anxious about, what I was mad about with mm -hmm. God. And she said, that's what you write about. But I had to go back and relive that moment in time and how I felt when I learned the truth about my son. Not that he was shot, but now he's murdered and what it felt like and what I said when I was in counseling. But one of the things that she encouraged me to do, she says, write, she says, document it, but don't stay there. Mm -hmm. You exactly. know, you've come far enough that you can write it, but I need you to remove yourself and to do mm -hmm. something else that's healthier for you. Mm -hmm. And I could not have done that early on after right. the interruption because I would not have had the skill set to move myself away from that. I would have stayed there. Mm -hmm. And I remember showing up at Rob's place. My body was damaged. Um, I just looked at him and I said, I can't lift. I can't bend. Uh, my shoulders messed up. I, my neck, my head. And, you know, he kept saying, I have to mentally work with you <laughs> before I can get you to physically do the work. And we had to write everything, had to write mm -hmm. everything down. And I still have to write everything down. He says, write it down, write it down. And now I have to draw pictures of what I'm writing down. So I remember what these exercises are. That's another tool for journaling. Sometimes you just get the, the blank, the book with no lines on it uh -huh. because doodling is a is a way to journal as well is it doodling and drawing drawing, drawing. yes some people are just are visual and artistic in that way and they words aren't what they need to do they just need to draw they need to doodle and so that is another way way to journal and that and i, I want to come back to you because i really want to ask you really how do we we begin but i know that rob is in a, a time crunch and he has a spin class to torture people i mean to go help people yeah, find their better yeah, self yes um, <laughs> i set my, my outdoor bike up on a trainer in my living room so i do get on that twice 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 a week and then yoga once a week i'm, I'm easing into the the, the heavy yeah, lifting again so Add another one and then keep moving. <laughs> so, Rob, oh, I was hoping that Odell would share that, that her body was damaged mm -hmm. when she came to see you. But I think it was, wasn't was so much 
her her physical body it it was like you said you had to work with her mentally right yeah. to kind of get in her mind to get her where she needed to be but she's not the only person that has come to you like that so how do you work with people that come into you that are are challenged by trauma or or things in their life that they are having a hard time dealing with that I, listen i've been on you know, 30 diets, I've, I've tried everything and I just, I can't lose it. I can't, you know, I try. And so how do you work with people like well, that? Everybody's a different situation um, and everyone has to be handled carefully. You know, um, everybody has feelings. Everybody, most people don't like that lactic acid burn. And then once your muscles start burning and trying to get your body to understand, and most people don't understand that, and during exercise, when we release endorphins in our head, which stimulates the growth in every part of the body, um, trying to get people to understand that that's a good thing. And it's not me trying to torture them, as Kathy would say. <laughs> but it's basically helping them to relieve stress and helping mm -hmm. their bodies open up to more fluidity, more circulation, more blood flow, more um, mental stimulation of the brain being to access parts that have been shut down in regards to movement of the whole entire body yeah that, uh, that's that's really key and i know um rob that you you've taught us just like you said that you keep a record of everyone that has come to see you i thought it was really just to torture us even more um but i know that that's you you did say that it is a journey um which is great and and though i do congratulate you for doing that and for encouraging your clients to really write down to be accountable for what they're eating because once you see it it does become it does become real and it allows you to make big changes so a whole client of mine basically said, I used to have a bag of blueberries once a week. Um, there was four servings. So let's have one serving a week. And then let's take this and break this down into one serving a week. And before you know it, you know, the weight goes down. The body functioned better. You know, the joints aren't swollen because I put too much of this or too much of that in it. Now I have more fluidity in my movement and I feel better. And it's just making the right choices and making sure it's the right amount. Right, right. Odell has, ha, I know you found it very helpful because you talk about your pain. I mean, you talk about your sessions with Rob, um, <laughs> with love. I hear it. I hear it when you talk about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I almost feel sorry for him sometimes because, <laughs> I mean, he, he calls me, I forgot the name that he calls me, um, and, and he'll tell me in a second. But because of the brain aneurysm, I honestly forget mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do. And I don't remember the exercise that I did two weeks ago. Even though it's written down, I don't remember it. And I went to him today and I said, Rob, what is this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he said, what? I don't know what that exercise is. So that's when I said, I'm going to start making pictures next to this machine, do this, the inside. So my, my exercises, you know, I will go back to him and say, I don't remember how to do this. But he never gets upset with me. Brain, you know, special ed, child, I, forgot, I forgot what you call me. Um, what is it, Rob? You know what? You can say it. Yeah, special ed, crackhead. Crackhead. He calls me a crackhead. Oh, no. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to say that. We don't want to say that. 
we'll be sitting here, we'll be having a discussion, and I have to look over, reminding myself she had an aneurysm. So when I say one arm bent over roll or cable pull downs, I have to make sure she writes cable pull down. So today she wrote stretch dumbbell roll. That's no, funny. it was not a stretch dumbbell roll. I'm like, that's not an exercise. So as I'm looking through the rest of the sheets, knowing that she's doing back and buys, the one that was missing was an upright cable row, which was something okay. she needed to do. So we were able to fix that calmly and with some fun and love. With fun and love. And it's, it's and, and I'm not the only one that comes in there who don't, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but that's why I like the gym because they're patient and I can go to Rob and say, all right, I don't remember. I need some help. Show me. And he'll just look at me and he'll, and he'll show me. And it makes me feel better. And I can I complete all my exercises and I'm happy. I'm running on the treadmill and I'm, I'm lifting weights that I couldn't lift before, that I, could, I, I couldn't even move before. Yeah. Now I'm lifting them and I'm writing them down to say, I remember two weeks ago I couldn't. And when I look back, I go, check, I can. And you can check off the boxes, which I love. That's always wonderful. Rob, I know that we're tight with time with you and that you do have a steady press, I know. Thank you. But Rob, we're going to be talking to you. Um, We don't want to spoil it for our audience, but we're going to be talking. We are going to be moving into a different type of series. Um, This is our last one for this series, but we will be contacting you. Um, and we appreciate, although we may not say it directly to you um, or even in your presence, but maybe later, maybe <laughs> we do we do appreciate all that you do and all that you bring to um, so many people. Uh, you've made an impact, a positive impact on their lives, uh, not just on their bodies, but on, on their minds as well. So we appreciate that. And thank you for joining us. And, and I know you have to change and go to your class, but thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you thank you. Week. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, so Annette. Mm-hmm. Here it is. <laughs> yes. So can I just send it to you when you fill it in? <laughs> that would be so much easier. Um, <laughs> But really, um, what? How? How do you start? Like you said, yes. I I know you said you have a journal for everything. I just want. I just you want can to just finish one. just finish one. You just write. If you carry it with you, write in it. If you okay. have it by your bedside, write in it. If you maybe you're binge watching something on Netflix, and sometimes you know you're doing that, but you're really doing that as a way to like decompress. And so your your brain is really thinking about something else. Just write in your journal. Now, okay. Some gonna... people are good at blocking off time to write, and other people are like me. I just have to write when the moment comes, and then I'll pull it out. And sometimes it's in the journal you you have, or I have to write it on a scrap of paper and transfer it because I didn't bring my journal. But that's it. Yeah. Okay. So you. For someone who writes for a career, so mm-hmm. we're gonna really go basic with you. Do we okay. start our journal with dear journal, dear day? Um, <laughs> where's my pen? See, today here's my I... pen. Where's my pen? <laughs> oh, some, sometimes, some if you want to start it out formal like that, you can. Some some days, um, you you've heard it before. Dear God, it's me, Annette. 
Maybe okay. I'm right. Maybe I'm writing a conversation to God that day. Oh, okay. So that's how that's how I might start it. Maybe oh. I'm talking to myself. I'm my audience. I'm just dear Annette. You know what you re- you what was wrong? What did you what was that about? Okay. So yeah, so sometimes you're you're the audience. Maybe you're writing a letter to God. Maybe you're writing to somebody else that you feel you want to talk to. Um, I I have um had those moments where I've been thinking about my grandmother, mm. and I'm like, Grandma, what would you do if you were here? Oh, so it can you help have- me with that? So every yes. day can be different. It can be I- different. It doesn't have okay. to be a continuous thing. It can be different every single day. Do you okay. have to touch on every point in your day? When you, oh, you only you only do that if that if that's what you want to do. It, okay, yeah. but you don't have to. You do not have to. There are no rules to this. Now I have one really good friend. She writes in her journals, and she they're numbered, and she fills them up. Wow. So she wow. has, but th- that's what she does. That that's her. And then I'm like I'm like Kathy. I'm like Reverend O. I have a couple journals. I pulled out journals from, whoa, I think I wrote in that for like a week. I have a lot of empty pages left. Okay. I'm just gonna, so and so I just date it and then just go on and you can see. You go Remember? back, you look at it, see what's happened, what didn't happen. This so, might Annette- sound like, I'm sorry, Othell. Uh, it, this might sound like a silly question, but. So if I'm writing something, and I think I'm, I'm on the same page as Odell, because we have so many questions. So if I'm writing something, do I have to fill up the page or? Yeah. No, okay. No, okay. maybe it's two sentences. Maybe it's three okay. sentences. Okay. You, there, there, there's, there are no rules to journaling. So it could be an you, emotion. It could be yes. a feeling. It could it, be a thought. It yes. could be a section of your day. It could be the mm-hmm. whole day, mm-hmm. a, a, a letter to an individual, to yourself, a segment of your feelings. Yes. And even if I miss writing in my journal every day and I pick it up two weeks later, don't get a new journal. Just keep going. Just correct? keep going in the same one. <laughs> just keep going. You know, if you put the date in it, just date yeah. it at the top and just keep going. Okay. Just keep Just keep going from where you are. Just yeah. keep going from where you are. Oh, this is wonderful. That's, that's, that's what you do. What made you start Sister Circle Writers? Yes. Um, I just, I wanted to find a way to do what I love to do and share it with other people. And I was doing it anyway. So I would have these, I would have, um, I started a little in 2016. I was colleagues, we'd meet, we'd see each other once a year at a conference. And we're like, oh, let's get together and write. Let's get together and write. So one day I finally said, you know what? We're going to do this. So I was I was at Southern Connecticut State University and I wrote a little grant and I had my um, colleagues on campus came and I was really blessed because I had colleagues come from Philadelphia. They came in from Atlanta. I had um, colleagues call in and come in virtually from California. I w- it was wonderful. And many of them came out of their own pocket to stay and write for four days. And wow. so out of that came um, store- people published books. They had articles. 
they came up just kind of writing a whole plan for their promotions. And so what I get out of this is I get to see my sisters, black women, getting their thoughts out and their it's poetry doesn't have to even be academic. It's poetry. It's their personal stories. Um, they're living with trauma and they just want to write their stories mm -hmm. and share it with other women so they know that they're not alone. So what I get out of it is the joy to see them write and get what they have in their head, get it out on paper and disseminate it. it it's community work, community service work they're writing about. It it's a it's a proposal so they can do something at, at the um, at a women's center it's all of those things it's not just one kind of thing because we're all so different and i just want to be um a conduit to encourage them to get their work done and to get their voices out there so sister circle um the the writing piece for me is something i love and then i i just want to share that joy with others and to let them know you can do it. You just, I always say, this is this is the thing I say, just get it out of your head and we'll make it pretty later. So I'll, I will help you make it pretty. If you wanna publish it or do okay. any of those things, I will help you make it pretty. So if you have an idea and you're not sure where you wanna go with it, I can help you with that. So that's one of the things, Any anyone who, who knows me and knows my work, they'll know, oh, you need help with flushing out an idea? talk to Annette. Okay. Oh, pulling people together so they can work because they, they're they not exactly the same, but they're complementary. Mm -hmm. Those two people mm -hmm. need to work together. You you guys can support each other. Do that. Okay. And so that's Sister Circle Writers. That's what, that's what I do. That's wonderful. And but one, I got an email from her. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm part of the VIP list. She invited me, to, she invited me to, the, to the VIP list. Is that so for our I'm audience in, or for me? Uh, that listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm in the VIP list. So I had the invitation in the VIP list to join the morning check-in or something. I forgot what she called it. We could, and, the Sister Circle Writers um, morning. We have a morning writers meetup. Yes. So I'm up. I got my laptop. I have no idea what it is. And then she's like, everybody, other women are in the room and they're either writing their dissertation, they're writing a novel because it's That's what they're awesome. required to do, or they're writing a journal or they're writing something. And I'm in the room and it felt powerful. And, and Kathy, these were women who they were a doctor such and such. I'm doing my PhD. I'm doing, I'm at my dissertation. I'm at my post-ed doc. And I'm like, I am not. I am Odell and I am in the room and I'm happy to be in the room. And I'm working on the last three chapters of interruptions. That's wonderful. And I was getting work done and I looked over and everybody else was, you know, like this and they were working yeah. and typing, but just the energy mm -hmm. to be in the space and yes. to not feel intimidated because there was a time that I would have been intimidated by doctor, postdoc, pre-doc, PhD. Nope. I felt good That's to wonderful. be in the space. I, I have a, a, a sorority sister and, and she's my friend um, as well. And she's a, a professor, but she's uh, wrote her first book. Um, 
and she she would have to go to the library to write. That's where she felt that she could write the best. Um, and she was really dedicated with it. And I and so it's good to hear Odell that you're talking about this type of forum because um, you don't necessarily have to be in the same place, but you're in the same place at this at place like like a Zoom mm -hmm. or something at the same time, which really makes you accountable to yourself, right? You know this is something you want to do. So I love I love to hear about that. I love that. And then Annette, you said that you helped make it look pretty because you know you have a lot you'd have a lot of work to do with me. Um, you you might you might kick Odell out of her VIP just for introducing me to you. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't get me no. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. Now, it, that, that, syner that synergy is what, what, what was created back in 2016. Because I had all the, if you know, um, at um, Southern Connecticut State, Adante Student Center, nice new, you know, buildings yeah. and lots of rooms. Booked all those rooms up there. Man, oh, nobody you know, wanted all I those rooms. you. Nobody wanted all those rooms. Oh, we were no. all in one room. Why? Yes. Because he was just, it was a phenomenal energy. Yes, yes. And then uh, Dr. Yes. Mary Evans, after I left, we continued to do the Sister Circle Riders on the campus of the school. Yes. And I so, so I passed by when you were doing something in the, in the class, and I was like, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> you know, you want to just mm -hmm. see what the other kids are doing while you're. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what we were doing, and it didn't oh, matter wow. with discipline, the nursing education. It was like whatever you were, part of Sister Circle Writers, because you know that that was what we needed to do. And then what you know, once I wasn't there at the school. I still needed to do sister circle writers. I still okay. had to do it. And so just kind of taking that and, and just doing it every place. And now it's virtual. So everybody from everywhere we meet up. Okay. We talk about we talk about our our work. And in, in January, I'm doing something. Um, um, I'm doing a yoga for writers retreat. Because yeah. what I found was um, the practice of yoga and just learning that. Yes. gave me so much more energy for my writing and my creativity bubble yeah. just like bust it just burst open yoga is not easy it yoga is not easy, not easy. i'm it's like I'm, I'm only moving yeah. like this much and that's i'm just right. i'm drenching sweat right. people think it's easy but it, it is, is not, not easy. it is it not is, it is not easy so i'm i'm on that i'm doing it and i'm one i'm i'll experiment on myself first <laughs> and like, so I can let people know oh. how it really is. Oh. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm not going to bring you anything that I haven't tried. And so this is wonderful. And um, the yoga uh, instructor, her name, her Miss um, Joanna Brooks. Mm -hmm. I love her because she can facilitate the virtual yoga classes. Cause she's she's showing, demonstrating, talking you through. But she has her eye on you. She don't. I don't care if you on Zoom. That's the only way she won't see you is if your camera's not on. Yeah. So she's she's still spotting and checking and encouraging. And I love um, a young black sister teaching yoga and, and is patient and knows how to work with all body types in all levels of yoga. 
So she's going to be doing that, working with four sessions. So you write with me on Friday nights. I'm your writing coach on Friday nights. Oh. And then you work with her on Saturday mornings. So we have, yeah. that's going to be for four weeks. It's, it's going to be wonderful. And the focus is personal oh, narrative yeah. or okay. family stories. So, yeah. Yes. And I'm being in the VIP room. I have resources that are available to me. I didn't even know about a Hemingway app. I said, what's a Hemingway app? And yeah, there's so, there's so much. Yeah. There's so many resources mm -hmm. out there. And I've downloaded the Hemingway app and I've copied and pasted my chapter in there and it's telling me active words uh too wordy difficult mm -hmm. to read don't understand this mm -hmm. rephrase this and i'm fighting with this thing i don't understand what are you talking about but i'm learning and being exposed to so much a little bit at a time a little mm -hmm. bit at a time but kathy i have to tell you yes full you know it's so interesting you know that I posted on social media because you're not out there. I posted on social media that my biological sister found me two months ago. Yes. And I told you the story. Yes. Um, she's 75 and we. And I'm sure she's me. grateful to you for sharing her age, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> that's true. But so she's 75 and uh, we find each other. She finds me through ancestry.com. Wonderful. So she, her, she's never met our father. So okay. he was in the service and wasn't, you know, just, let's just say, let's just leave it there. Okay? okay. She never met our dad. And so she finds me and we're talking, we're catching up and it's amazing. So find out that she was at Howard. She started okay. teaching at Howard the, the year I graduated. Okay. And it's amazing that we missed each other. So I posted on social media. All of a sudden, Annette says, you mean the Reverend Dr. Marsha Klingscale? And I read it and I go, yeah, that could be her. She goes, she was my professor at Howard. Oh, my goodness. So Annette knows my sister that I have not met yet. I love, um, and I, I, I love her. That's I wonderful. She's, a, she's the bee's knees. Oh. <laughs> Now I haven't heard that. And I'm gonna that might be the first thing I write in my journal. I haven't because <laughs> I haven't heard that in a minute. I'm gonna write that down. She is. Oh, yep, that's she is. wonderful. That's she wonderful. Knows my sister, and yeah. it's just like wow. So we haven't met yet. That's a small world, but we are mm -hmm. going because we're gonna talk about that. We have so many good things coming up in 2021, right? We do, we do. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Annette, I just want to uh, quickly ask you, I know we're, we're about to wrap up, but quickly ask you, I've been in the car and or somewhere and I've had a thought. I don't have my journal with me or, you know, because I don't have one. But what about people actually recording um, their thoughts or their ideas? What do you what do you share about? Oh, that? yeah. That put, um, you have your phone and I have a little. Um, a little voice recorder it's voice okay. activated so you don't if you just turn it on in the car and you start talking it'll just it'll pick it up so okay. if you can have a little a digital voice recorder and you it'll it'll create the um the mp file and you can just put it on your um, computer and i also have dragon naturally speaking if you have an iphone or an android phone there are other um little apps that'll transcribe your voice Okay. So Dragon. you can do that. Okay. Yeah, Dragon Naturally Speaking. Is that okay. an app? 
that is actually software. Okay. That okay. is software, but there are apps that will tra that'll transcribe for you. It, you know, that come with your phone. I think some of the apps are free and, you know, you, you get what you pay for, but it'll right. be enough that when you go in and look at it, you know what you were trying to say and you can just kind of just fix things. But there is nothing wrong with doing an audio journal. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, do I now have to take everything I recorded and write it down? You can, you can have your computer transcribe it. And then okay. you go in and make it pretty later. Oh. <laughs> or come see you and say, mm -hmm. that this what do we do with this? <laughs> and I'll help you. That's the, that's the whole developmental <laughs> editing. We just, we will start pulling it together and then kind of work through, through that. But yeah, okay. nothing wrong with talking, talking your journal, talking your thoughts. And that this has been wonderful. Wonderful. Um, Odell and I have, um, this is our 14th podcast, actually. Excellent. And so our journey has been amazing. And what we try to do is talk about trauma and how it really can impact a person's life, be it temporary or permanently. Mm -hmm. But we also now with this series, we've tried to move from where we were now into action and begin to help ourselves. Right. Uh, as I shared earlier on, we always will uh, share with people that we're not um, psychologists, but if they need to see someone, to see a counselor or a doctor, to please do so. But our journey here in the podcast is trying to give people alternatives. And one would be exactly in your expertise, uh, the journaling, begin to write your story down. Mm -hmm. And so thank you so much for all that you do um, and your sister circle. And I know that we're going to share that website because I am really interested in getting in, involved in that. Yes, thank um, you I for know having I'm me. not going to be the VIP that don't Odell pick, is. Pick, don't get me picked out. It's gonna be, I'm going to see her see a VIP <laughs> pin and it's just going to be made up because she just has to show me that she's a VIP. Uh, <laughs> But I also, I asked for something very special for Christmas. I'm going to let Odell share that. And that's why I'm wearing this silly Christmas hat for you today. <laughs> <laughs> so we always encourage people to please click on our subscribe button, like the podcast, subscribe, share it with someone, because there's always someone out there who needs to hear this story. We did this series intentionally because not everyone is always happy during the holidays. Right. It's, it's COVID uh, and anxiety, depression. You're seeing it. People's writing is dark. It's light. It varies. So we wanted to make sure that we could give people alternative things to think about that are new and different to keep you excited and keep your motivation and spirits high while you're going through this pandemic. So this is the end of our three-part series, Pursuit of Happiness. And we're taking a break for the holiday. Kathy, you want to talk about our January series? Because you yes. collected it. Yes, but you forgot to tell her what I asked Santa for. Oh, I did. Oh, we need, uh, what did I say? 500 subscribers for yes. our YouTube page. Yes. So, yes. So, like us, share us. 500 subscribers. So yes. Please, like and share. And yes. I will be posted and made my Santa hat. <laughs> so one of the reasons that we had Rob Fulton on uh, this evening uh, to our podcast is because we're going to be transitioning to a series talking about men. And uh, we always seem to focus 
or in general, we always think that women are more open to talking about their feelings and um, personal traumas that they have gone through. But we know that men are out there as well. And so we're going to start our new series in January called A Few Good Men. And we're really excited about that. And we welcome our audience to come back and join us in January. We'll, uh, we cannot wait to, to share that with you. Um, and again, Annette, thank you so much for all that you shared with us this evening. I can't wait to start journaling. It's going to be baby steps. I know, <laughs> going to be baby steps. So, um, but thank you. And Odell, I'll miss you over the holiday. Yeah. But I can't wait to come back with you in January. Now, are you going to see the grandbaby? No, because of COVID. Okay. But um, all the more reason for you to journal. Think of it yes. as this is the story I want to tell my grandbaby about today. Oh, I that, know. Man. She really going to start journaling. Now. I know <laughs> my tears because <laughs> because I can't get to her. But thank you. No, we're going to play it safe. But you know, we are also blessed that we live mm -hmm. in a time that I can actually still see her um, through Zoom, through my Echo Show, so I can still see her. All right. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you. To our show. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Happy Kwanzaa.